This week, we are joined by one of the strangest guests that we have ever had on the podcast. And I mean that sincerely. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour. Ryan, this is a very, very interesting one. Interesting is a word. When, when, I sent, <laughs> when I sent this to you, the first thing you said to me is, is this guy like this the entire episode? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, it's great because the band who we're, who we're, who we're talking to th this week has uh, Mystique. And um, they've got uh, mystery. They've got uh, a lot of... Um, unanswered questions around their whole shtick, if you will. And that's mm -hmm. the nuclear power trio. Now, this band is not um, not necessarily your run-of-the-mill band because they're they're a trio. Um, they're extremely talented musicians. I mean, to you cannot say anything about their musicianship. It's through the roof. They're 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 like you would call if you had a sports team a ringer. Like they're ringers. They're full on ringers on, on each of their instruments, but their, their shtick is very unique because they're playing. Um, the three of them are, are three world leaders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love theme bands that try throughout my entire life. Like starting, I think one of the first theme bands I loved was kiss and the misfits and both bands, yeah. I think write incredible songs. Yeah. A lot of other bands kind of like they do the shtick, but then they don't do the work to make sure the songs add up. Yeah. And I think, even if nu Nuclear Power Trio didn't wear masks and weren't so uh, thematic, uh, it would still be amazing music. So, you know, there you go. When you take it all away. I really like this band. I think the music's awesome. But at the same time, I have a lot of respect for people who are able to do comedic improv. And this entire interview is riddled with it. And yeah. uh, I yeah. am both amazed from a musical standpoint and from a comedy standpoint. Amazed all the way through. Yeah. So uh, we're joined by, uh, well, we don't really know who we're joined by because uh, I mean, we, I thought I was talking to one of the members of Nuclear Power Trio, but we mm. ended up getting their new manager, Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> which is just, I mean, listen, I don't have any, I don't have anything to say about this um, in terms mm. of like, I, there's nothing I can say that's going to, I have a lot to say about it. There's nothing I, I can say that's going to prepare you for it. You just kind of, kind of have to watch and listen. But um, if you're listening to the podcast on audio, um, Nuclear Power Trio are three musicians that wear masks, um, and each one of them is a different, um, somewhat controversial world leader, if you will, um, or leader of their respective countries. So um, look into them. I don't want to say anything. I want you to really do a little bit of investigating to find out, because if you hear this band, much like Ghost, if you mm. hear the band... You might have one impression of them, but if you see the band, it changes the experience completely, completely. Yeah. If you listen to them, they're like, oh, wow, they sound like a, you know, a, a fusion jazz trio that, you know, mm -hmm. really. And then if you watch their video or watch them live, it's like, oh, my God, this is completely a different, <laughs> different senses are working right now. So I don't want to give away too much. I do like Nuclear Power Trio very much. I think they're they're super cool. I love I love when bands go all in, like you, Ryan. I love when bands commit to whatever 
whatever their whatever their their shtick is. I even hate saying the word shtick because it sounds so. Hey, show me your shtick. But mm. whatever your um, and only want to say gimmick. Whatever your theme is, uh, when you commit to it and you're that committed to it, I, I appreciate it. And especially when the you know they're they're sending their manager to do the interview because the three of them don't talk. Whatever the reason <laughs> is, I just I I have a lot of respect for for people that are willing to go that extra mile. And, uh, and, and commit it, it. First time I interviewed ghost, we were, I, I interviewed uh, a nameless ghoul. So I had no idea who it was. Mm. And everyone told me after, well, it's Tobias Forge who does the interviews. Cause he's the voice of the band, but he didn't come. He didn't do an interview as Papa. He didn't interview as one of the ghouls. And it was, but just to speak <laughs> around it. Cause like now, if I was to say that to you, you'd be like, Oh no, no big deal. You know what he looks like. But back then, Every, everyone was analyzing it. They were like, look at his hands. He's got a ring on. Look at this. Like that's Tobias. Look at his eyes. And, <laughs> And I was just like, yeah, whatever. But, um, brother, same thing with, same thing with Slipknot back in the day. Like I said on the Corey Taylor episode, a few episodes back for those of you who are just joining us on the Rockman power hour, we have many, many episodes from the last few years, including some amazing interviews with Corey Taylor. Um, I had mentioned like, uh, they did not take photos with their friends back then. And if they did, they covered their faces, yeah. their, their, their faces with their hands. And there was a mystique to keep up. And uh, nobody really publicly knew what kiss looked like until Ace and Peter were already out of the band. And they did this big reveal on MTV kiss takes off their makeup. And it's like, here's Gene Simmons. Wow. Wonder what he look like. Here's Paul Stanley. Wow. Here's Eric Carr. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's been in there a few years. Here's Vinnie Vincent. Who? <laughs> yeah yeah it's it, it, it's until the kiss army attacks us by saying Vince is a pivotal part and i agree with you yeah i'm just saying when you're really unmasking you know this band that had been around for like 10 odd years and you're taking off their makeup for the first time and all two of the members are gone it's just a little less impactful yeah, but no, uh it, yeah. de definitely um <laughs> so yeah uh, but listen i i completely forgot to do this and i shouldn't because they're the reasons why we're still in business Let's give a big shout out to Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Um, great, great hot sauce company out of Thunder Bay, Ontario. Uh, I, I love this I love this product so much. Um, I went to the Mastodon show in Montreal, as you know, and who Bill, who's been on the show before, um, is a friend of, of mine and of yours. And uh, he was in Montreal and um, I went to the show and I brought the band a six pack of hot sauce and I left it in the dressing room and the, the, they were very happy. Very, very happy because the last time I was there, I brought some um, and it got, you know, talked about so much that the crew bus were saying, hey, is there <laughs> anywhere we could get a couple of those bottles of that on the crew bus? I know you guys have like nice. 12 bottles over there. So a uh, big shout out to Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Great stuff. I want to bring attention to their new caps. We've been talking about them. They've got new caps that um, that just flow beautifully. And uh, I've, my new batch that I got, uh, I'll have the new caps on them and they're just, it's just amazing so much so that when i uh, when i do disperse the hot sauce i have to be careful because if i squeeze it the old way a lot of stuff comes out <laughs> and i don't want um, okay <laughs> <laughs> the blueberry the blueberry habanero is uh, one of my favorites and i'm just about to crack open this bottle when we get off to uh, i'm gonna make breakfast and i'm gonna put this all over my eggs i cannot wait so check out heartbeat hot sauce dot uh, com for all of your hot sauce needs and you can get our promo code right here rockman 20 That'll get you 20% off your entire order. So check out Heartbeat Hot Sauce, the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour. And big shout out to our friends over at Studio House Designs. Ryan, that is the, uh, that's the Toby stack, right? Yeah, the Toby Hooper stack. And uh, it took a long time since uh, we started working with them for them to put out more VHS stacks. Because yeah. at the time uh, that we partnered up with them, 
they uh, they had stopped doing them for a little while. Uh, yeah, I've had the opportunity to have a few stacks now. Like uh, there's the Toby Hooper specific stack. There's the uh, 90s Slacker stack. Tons of uh, uh, the Poly Shore one. Mm. I mean, seriously, shirts I never thought would ever exist all come from Studio House Designs. Yeah, so, great company. Thank you very much. Out of Philadelphia, and we're going to be seeing them in a little bit. We're going to take a little road trip and go check them out. So that'll be fun. Um, I'm rocking the Clockwork Orange. I wore this yesterday. I hosted the premiere of uh, Gran Turismo, right? Really? Which, which um, I want to spend a couple of minutes talking about very quickly. But um, yeah, so this is the the the, um, the shirt I wore yesterday. Um, don't ask why I'm wearing it again. Uh, I just wanted to wear it today. Okay, and I'm clean. I can tell you. I can promise you, I'm clean. Uh, the I always get compliments when I wear these shirts, always. And you too. I know you always have people. Someone always goes, I love your shirt. So yep. that alone uh, is is uh, worth the price of admission. They're pa- when you're walking around in public, they're passports to excellence because, you know, it kind of links you up with really cool people. Yep. And like like back in the day, you could be at a party, you find that one guy with a Spider-Man shirt and you're like, and this is the dude I'm going to talk to my, all night. This is my new friend. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is my new friend. So I wanted to uh, I wanted to say uh, Gran Turismo did I, I I went in I'm not gonna lie I went in with very low expectations because it's been one of those summers where uh, a lot of stuff has been perform ha, has been underwhelming when it comes to their performance mm. not necessarily in the movie delivery but just the general I feel like movies are going through the same thing that kind of music went through in 2000 people are just looking at like all the hard work that's put into putting out a record doesn't matter because people are just like they put no value on it almost anymore. It's like, oh, it's just another one of those. And like anyone that's created anything as you have and we have, like we, when you create art, there's a lot of work that goes into it. So yeah. the fact that a lot of these blockbuster films were getting dismissed that weren't even that bad, like The Flash, like Indiana Jones and so many mm-hmm. others. I kind of went in with Gran Turismo going, oh man, video game movie. Ugh, what is and I and I did not look into it. I did not. I mean, I knew it was based loosely on the on the um, on the game. But man, mm. I was blown away by how much this movie, people cheered at the end of the film. And I'm like, I remember the last time I was in a movie where people were cheering and people were cheering for the movie. Um, the performances were great. The story is great. I don't even want to tell you what it's about because it kind of kind of ruins it. But let's just say it's based on a true story. I have an, I have an idea what it's about, but sometimes uh, if I learned anything about Fantasia movies too. Going blind. Is that sometimes the less you know, just going blind. Yeah. And uh, I think what's missing is that trust that the audience has with the, the theatrical experience sometimes. And it's different. It's not It's not like anything we've been accustomed to watching over the last little mm-hmm. while, you know? And when something comes um, well, that's completely fresh, it's always like, wow. And that's why Top Gun Maverick, I mean, was it completely yeah. fresh? No, it was, it was a continuation of the Top Gun story, but it was 30-something years later. So it feels like, oh, man, I like this. This is new. Like, for today's landscape. So same idea, but yeah, definitely, definitely check out Gran Turismo available. Well, I think it's as of now it's actually in theaters and um, mm-hmm. yeah, Sony, Sony uh, pictures, Canada. Thank you so much cool. for, uh, for allowing us to see that early and uh, yeah, good movie. All right. Well, for allowing you to see that yeah. early, but uh, re restoring my faith <laughs> in the theatrical process. Now I love theaters. I love movie theaters. I love going in them. I love just, Closing off the world, shutting off the phone because it's super rude if you don't. And every motherfucker that keeps your phone on and you're scrolling through Instagram and it's on the full brightness, all of you. I know, I know, you. I know. It's funny because oh, I was sitting, I was sitting in, I was sitting in the easy ride. I was sitting in the theater yeah. and there was uh, someone next to us that had their screen on at the beginning, and um, 
she turned it off really quickly, but I was like, wow, can you turn that off? Yeah. Like, that should not even like I shut my phone off before the lights go down. It's ego. Yeah. It's my yeah. whatever I feel like doing matters more than hundreds of other people's experiences. It is ego. It is selfish. Hmm. I cannot say there is a special place in hell for all of you <laughs> who like cannot turn off your phone during a two hour or less movie we're gonna give ryan a chance to calm down but right now let's go right to our interview with nuclear power trio hello how are you mr lincoln hey how you doing man i'm doing pretty good i've been dead for a long time but i'm feeling better I can see that. So I, it seems that you're, are, are you, are you um, filling in for, for the uh, nuclear power trio guys today or what's going on? I didn't well, realize you were actually in the, part of the, the project. Yeah. Basically what my, well, I was, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> the voice is still shit from being dead for so long, but yeah. I, I, I was uh, about 157 years. I was, you know, hanging out on the other side and uh, basically got an email which we do have access to over there. And, and I got an email from some boys. Uh, Vladdy P was uh, one of the boys. And uh, he said that they had uh, Robbie Downey Jr. managing them. And right. that he, he was uh, acting uh, sus. I don't know what that means. I, I, I'd assume it means abbreviation of uh, suspicious or suspect. And uh, so they asked if I would join up. And they, there were some uh, uh, some. I guess uh, he said he'd do little too late. I don't know what that, I don't get the reference either, but uh, they wanted somebody. <laughs> I, think he's that, referring, I think he's referring to a film he was in, uh, Doolittle, but could be, but you're not missing much, trust me. <laughs> Makes sense, man. Makes sense. But yeah, so they, they wanted somebody honest to you know, come do the books. And I said I would, I would uh, not take 15% of gross. Uh, which is gross. You know, the band doesn't get to walk with 15% of net each almost, you know? And so I said, I would take 15% of net and leave the remaining four score and 20% to the band. I, I love it. I love it. So, so you're, so you're basically acting as a manager. Um, and, and are you kind of able to communicate what the band's trying to get across musically? Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, so they've entrusted you with that. I've, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been present uh, essentially throughout the entire process uh, with the band, and uh, they've got uh, uh, complete and total faith in me to represent them uh, in press. Uh, I tour manage. Uh, I, uh, I clean the shitter. I mean, I do it all, man. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot of stuff work, but they're good guys in the end. The, yeah, this version of the guys. Well, I, and I, and I got to tell you, I mean, just um, you know. Just the fact that the three of them got in a room together to create, you know, besides the fact that they probably have similar agendas in terms of being just, you know, maniacal tyrants, but their skills on their instruments are just next level. Yeah, I was pretty surprised by that myself. <clears throat> I mean, buzzards, guts, man. I mean, you look at it, these guys were all in, you know, uh, some of them still are in positions of, of power. And I mean, I would you could argue they are all in positions of power as anybody with uh, that kind of money is. And, uh, you know, I think you look at it and what a great way to go. I mean, politics are, are shit. You know, I mean, just across the board, I've always said it, you know, I've always hated politics, but, but, you know, felt like one of the only ways to get things done. I just didn't know how powerful it could be if uh, you switch to music. I mean, you watch right. 
you know, I mean, if Dave Matthews gets up in front of 50,000 people and tells them to take a shit, I mean, they're going to do it. You know, I mean, politicians don't have that kind of power. You know, sure. I mean, I mean they're, they're influential, but only to a degree. But people love listening to musicians and going to musicians for uh, uh, about things that musicians really shouldn't have shit to say about. I mean, what qualifies what what about playing guitar qualifies you on foreign policy? <laughs> right, <laughs> I, right. I don't know. Oh. But for some reason, uh, people people literally will, you know, vote or, or act uh, or uh you know, aside on a particular issue, depending upon how the musicians they listen to feel about it. And so they, the guys realize that, hey, man, music's a lot better way to get across the message of world peace rather than, you know, going to summits and, and you know, dealing with the bureaucracy of international foreign relations, man. It's just it's just all husked out, as I used to say, <laughs> you know, like play some fucking tunes, man. <laughs> and it's funny to see that, you know, the, the, the musical style that this trio has gone towards is, you know, almost like progressive jam, jazz, fusion. I mean, it's just kind of all over the place, I would imagine, kind of like their worldviews. Uh, yeah, kind of tough to put a uh, kind of tough, kind of tough to put a label on it, really. Right. Um, I mean, Latin fuse gent, fusent. Right. I've, I've heard uh, you know some idiots call it before. I think it might have been the boys in the band, but uh, you know, I mean, instrumental progressive metal. I mean, uh, whatever. But I mean, you got synthwave on there. You know, yeah. you've got you've got uh, uh, you've got uh, samba. You know, you've got uh, rasqueado guitar, you know, I mean, you got uh, harp on there, you got real horns, you know, there's uh, two steps on there, you got, I mean, there's a part that uh, sounds like fucking Debussy, you know, I mean, Claire de yeah. Lune, you know what I mean, I mean? so it's, it's all over the fucking board, man. It's funny because I'm, uh, I'm from Montreal and there's a really, really good progressive band, um, kind of a fusion jazz band called Uzeb. Uzeb. That are out of here, and um, when I heard some of that bass, the bass slapping, and it just it just brought me back to that, you know, and and um, oh, that's I, great! I could definitely see this band playing like on a you know on the Montreal International Jazz Festival stage. No shit, that would be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would be, except for you know the fact that they probably would get pelted with everything in the crowd. <laughs> right, right. And we will have to put up like uh, you know those things that the drummers use where they put up those, those yeah, uh, like sound, those sound like sound, yeah, or plexiglass chicken wire, or chicken we'll wire just, you know, exactly. We'll put one of those up across. <laughs> the whole fucking stage you can throw as any things you want at them you know i mean you got that's like when you got respect for the eggs but not the hat you know what i'm saying right it's it's right. like you know it's one of those things that i i learned uh growing up um you know just drink a can of soda and just do it but yeah montreal jazz fest uh, the festivals i think would probably make most sense for the band to play I think so. something yeah. first you know i mean like the logistics of putting it together i mean you think about i mean in no in no uh way shape or form is this actually a fucking trio you know what I'm saying? <laughs> i mean 750 goddamn tracks on that record that ain't no fucking trio yeah you know? there's no I mean, way that, that that would be a hard thing to pull off live that's what uh, that's what uh, Dave Otero said, man. Well, we were recording with him, you know. He said, I, just, "I thought this was a fucking trio. We booked out fucking eight days or something. Here we are, seven weeks later. You know, they're doing that record, and just you know, Dave's just sad as hell, man. Should have gotten a lot more money for that guy. Well, it's got it's <laughs> many tracks on that. That record probably has as many tracks as uh, you know a Def Leppard vocal take." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think no shit is somewhere. I saw a screenshot somewhere north of 750 tracks. Now that includes like that includes the important demo tracks and, you know, they'll have some this and this, but still, I mean, it's insane, man. They're probably, they're probably 
20 tracks for the harp alone you know i mean getting to the synth and, and there's 175 guitar tracks you know we we make sure to bury those so you can hear the bass you know <laughs> so there seems to be um uh, a, a great um you know feature list across this record too there's some great guests on this record can you t- yeah. tell me a bit about some of the guests that uh that this band has managed to to secure for the record Hell yeah, hell yeah! Some great, some great people. Um, you know, most of the guests uh, had to. Uh, I guess the word is uh, be encouraged, you right? Know? Uh, coaxed, coerced, black bagged, whatever you want to call it. Waterboarded. Uh, waterboarded. <laughs> yeah, waterboarding at, at Guantanamo Bay sounds like a lot of fun if you don't know what either of those things are. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we did. Uh, uh, we got Scott, uh, we call him Scott truck ramp, uh, Scott yeah. car stairs from Fallujah, from Fallujah, which is also a great place to visit. I had a lot of fun in Fallujah. There's some great food, uh, very spicy. It's got a lot of bang to it. And, uh, the, he did a great solo. I mean, we, they knew they wanted to have that, that it's that Scott Fallujah thing. You know, it's just that when you go on his Twitch channel, you've seen it. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful solo that he did on there. Um, Chris Broderick. I mean, that was out of left field, you know, yeah. I mean, getting Chris Broderick on there. And I think that's one of the coolest Chris Broderick solos I've ever heard. Uh, very, very, uh, it's, I, I believe it's one of the, uh, zaniest solos on the record. Um, that one on the, uh, that's on anti-saxers. Uh, that track also features Bruce Lamont from yep. Yakuza and, uh, brain tentacles and that kind of stuff. Uh, he did a great job really bringing, uh, you know, convincing everybody that, uh, uh, saxing was the way to go. You know, I mean, the whole band were anti-saxers before this, you know, and he completely changed their mind, man. I mean, that instrument does belong, uh, in a genre, d- d- uh, a genre defined band such as this sax right. needs to be, you need to get fully saxed. I, uh, I really love the song titles here too. Um, you know, going right across the board, you know, the, uh, like wet ass plutonium, <laughs> Just, just, I still don't get the reference. I don't. Why, why is it wet? I don't. Uh, you know, I've been dead for 157 yeah, years. You, so you I might missed, have missed something. You, you missed a few things. I mean, just the fact that we're able to to open up um, a computer and chat. I mean, it, it's gotta it's gotta be a little weird for you. It's a little mind blowing, man. I mean, Zoom. You know, I don't even think that fucking word existed when when I grew up. I mean, maybe. I mean, there were some cameras. I think we called them cameras, but uh, but something about a bucket and a mop grab a bucket and a mop. i don't get i mean this shit is just crazy and that's song of the year i mean that was that was like you had some awards you know the grammys or something wet ass yeah you know yeah so but i get the i, I, I i'm starting to get it so wet ass plutonium was a good one you know another guy brought up a point i don't know if you're able to tell it but uh when i listen to the stuff i kind of got a, a, a strong sense of uh that the song title despite this shit being instrumental but that the song titles actually seem to fit the music or the yep. music fit the song yep. title i get i can see that way. i can see that like night flick like night flick uh night is it night that was originally called the uh, secret service samba okay <laughs> and, uh but netflix and chill was it, it, it kind of had a, a a better vibe to it we're kinda, there's a strong gloria estefan influence well uh, i was gonna say there there seems to be uh, you know and i don't know if, if you're actually you're actually in miami right now but there seems to yes. be, be a real miami um you know and, and which i find really 
particularly weird considering Donnie's stance on letting people into, it seems like Donnie doesn't mind certain people coming into the country when it can sure. bring him certain elements that work in his power trio. And it seems to be, like you mentioned, there's such a Latin a vibe across this whole, I don't know, you know, this whole record. I don't know if it's because you guys were spending time in Miami. Yes. That yes. was, but um, it, to me, it sounds like a, a classic case of white privilege. <laughs> I mean, I think if you just look at the whole situation as, as sort of like when we when the uh, I got asked to join the band that had already been down in Miami, uh, there was there was a little bit of a tiff going on between uh, uh, Vladipi and uh, Kimmy and and Don. Apparently, they had gone to do a, sh uh, a show or a concert, a video or something on Mars. Uh, and uh, they got left behind. Donnie was late for a golf tournament, left the yeah. boys behind. Uh, he did say that the original Craigslist ad uh, required that uh, bands, band members have their own transportation. Uh, but, you know, coming from Mars, that's a long, that's a long journey. But yeah. uh, so, you know, I, there's always the, the start of the band. Everybody was big Gloria Estefan fans. Right. And, um, you know, Donnie has a. Uh, it's sort of like a, a taco bowl that he serves at, at uh, uh, I believe it's at the Trump restaurant uh, at the bottom. Right. Of, I forget the name of the restaurant. Yeah. In his Trump Tower. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. That. Yeah. And uh, he, he loves Mexican food. I mean, it's a really good, I mean, it's not as good as Qdoba's, but uh, it's, it's a pretty damn good dish. And so, you know, I think that, I don't know if the, the food entered its way in or, I mean, Donnie's always been a Florida boy. Yeah. You know, with the Mar-a-Lago, and so they they ended up having a strong uh, Miami Sound Machine influence going on. You know, a lot of lot of Miami Vice happening, and uh, that just so happened to be where the, the the three of them were able to reconcile their differences, and that happened to be uh, some synth wave clubs in Miami. You know, and yeah. uh, th there may or may not have been some uh, someone named Molly involved. Uh, I don't know. It's, you know, there was a lot of love going around. They had to bury some deep issues and and sort of you know. <laughs> I don't think that's representative of what the band does, though. You know, I mean, politics uh, are just garbage, you know, like we were saying. And, and they, they've yeah able to transcend the barriers that normally exist in international relations between leaders of such power uh via uh, synthwave yeah it's kind of, it's kind of a it's kind of a beautiful um example to 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 the world on how people can come together with music that's yeah. right yeah and if you think about uh uh the Copenhagen interpretation of quantum physics, quantum mechanics, or if you if you look into the many worlds, uh, th uh, a theory, uh, metaverse, you know, multi uh, 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 multiverse, if you call it that, but uh, that every choice and every action we all have indiv uh, uh, individually splits the universe off into a separate reality unto itself, and so every single one of us can choose peace. Yeah. Every moment you can change every single choice that you have makes a difference in collapsing the wave function into particle to collapsing the infinite realm of possibilities into an actual existence. And so our choices are very paramount into defining and describing and creating the consensus reality that we live in. And I think that the, the boys understood that and just and, and, and in this particular realm of uh, reality, they chose peace over God, that, war. That, that was presidential thank you i used to be one <laughs> so, so being um being back in um in in you know from the other side and, and here and, and working with the guys and and you know the new record's coming out uh june 26 i believe 
I believe it's July 28th, but 28th. Okay. So we're coming. So it's, so it's the end of July. Um, yes. ramping up to to put this out obviously you know hot on the heels of of the the, the you know the the previous record which which seemed to um you know really take people by surprise um yeah. but what's great about this is this is proving that this project has legs right exactly yes um long long legs you know legs for day <laughs> legs for days i mean you know a lot of times you'd see something like this pop up and you think it's going to just be a little, I mean, to be honest with you, the whole thing was a uh, uh, just a, a quick little uh, jam session. The guys put together, you know, thought it'd be fun to do. And uh, Metal Blade uh, put a comment on the YouTube video saying, you know, 10 out of 10 would sign. Uh, and wow. uh, so that was literally the start of the conversations. And, and they're just really like, yeah, okay, you want to sign this? And, and we put it, we're like, well, there's just one song. And so they're like, well, put it together and we'll sign it we'll put it out and wow there was some so, so fear that's there brian some... that's brian slagle putting his money where his mouth is <laughs> i don't know how much slagle had to do with it um i did hear there might have been some coercion uh <laughs> on that aspect as well uh from a, a young man named vince but uh <laughs> you find that most times um with with things like this it could be a little bit of a a, a puff and a whistle you know as we used to say um but I think that perhaps a man's character is is uh, is like a tree, and his reputation is is like its shadow, and, and the shadow uh, is is what we think of it. Uh, but the tree is the real thing, and the tree is the band, and the shadow is the record, right? And so, if you think about it, we're going to have longevity in this type of a band because there's just nobody else out there doing it. You right. know, and that's that's kind of the point is that, you know, sometimes in, in bands, you know, we have musicians that play this type of music, something's too pretty or that's too funky or, you know, this is too uh, quirky. This is too straight. I mean, there's so many rules in yeah. metal and metal, you know, and uh, these guys kind of figured out like with this with this particular band, there are no rules. I mean, you have no fucking idea what the hell the next song is going to sound like i mean it does have a sound it does have a, a sound like a band i mean oh, it, it, it all sounds yeah. like nuclear power trio yeah but uh but you don't know what you're going to hear i mean there may be a tears for fears cover you know i mean they might play top gun they might you know i mean you, you i have no idea because there's no rules the rule is fun have fun spread the message of having fun enjoying life and being uh, uh, messengers or instruments of peace in this world that so desperately needs it. Well, you know, um, I'm, I'm really, really curious to see how the world reacts to the record. I've had a chance to sit with it for a bit. Um, yeah, Metal Blade were uh, nice enough to send it to me, and I nice. really, really enjoy it. You do. It's, um, it's it's good vibes, and and considering where it's coming from, it's nice to see that they're are some good things coming out of those those three individuals when they put their their collective um you know powers together that's that's <laughs> no pun that's intended a, that's a great uh a, a great synopsis really of what it is that you know the line between good and evil runs right in the middle of mm -hmm. every single person's heart i mean you know it's like which wolf you know grows is the one that you feed you sure. Know? I mean, sure. you can't you can't be the best person that you could ever be without imagining the worst person that you could ever be. I mean, the greatest people on the planet and the worst people that have ever existed on the planet. We all have the capability of being either one of those things. And again, it it comes down to the choices that we make. So choose music, you know, choose fun 
ass music, you know, choose to have a good time and enjoy it. And I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that you like the record guys put in a, uh, a shit ton of work on it more than they ever did into politics. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and, uh, th they will be elated to hear that, that people are enjoying it you know, because it was an ass load of work as we used to say in the 1800s. Let me ask you, um, you know, is since there are so many tracks on some of these, um, on some of these songs and, you know, probably great opportunity for other people to jump up on stage. Would you ever consider, um, playing anything live with the guys or do you guys do not have any much, do you not have a lot of musical, um, you know, I, talents? I can play a little bit. Um, I was a singer, uh, for a little while. Um, but I always considered myself like an accidental instrument. You know, mm -hmm. and so um, when when I'm getting ready to reason with the uh, with a band, I spend one ter uh, one third of my time uh, thinking uh, to myself about what I'm gonna play, and then two thirds of the time thinking about what the band's gonna play. You know, in in an improvisational setting. So I think that you may see uh, it's possible I could you know maybe pop in and take over uh, for certain <laughs> members. Or I mean, there's so many damn tracks on the record. We're gonna have to have some friends help us out. You know, I mean, the only way to get by is with a little help from your friends. I wrote that line uh, when I grew up. My father used to beat the shit out of me with a uh, a switch. Is what we used to call it back then. Not the switches and, that you see the kids play with nowadays. No. Yes. No. That that actually the origination of the Nintendo. Switch was to be used to beat children. I don't know if you're aware <laughs> I of that. I wasn't aware. It came, uh, yes, it was a device that was developed in parochial, parochial schools. Yeah. And they knew that the little the little buttons there were meant to call, inflict damage onto the face. Yeah, they're well, they're, they're, you could see the welts coming off of them just when you look at them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And we also designed them to give uh, kids carpal tunnel because we wanted to hurt their hands. Right. Yeah. No. And so, uh, I don't know how we got off on that tangent. What we're talking about when you were beaten with the switch. Oh, I was beaten with the switch. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Well, that's um, that's how I got such a strong sense of rhythm. Was my father would beat me to a metronome, <laughs> and I found that some tempos were more tolerable than others. You know, uh, matter of fact, like blast beats. You know, like real fast. Uh, 220 beats per minute. Uh, with the switch, wasn't that bad at all. <laughs> you know. I mean, 25 beats per minute was kind of bad, you know, because it was such a long time in between those beats. You really can feel the sting. You felt the sting, you know? Yeah. And so uh, I thought that that was pretty apt. Uh, an interesting way to learn how to be rhythmic was to have it beaten into you. And so uh, that most times inspires me to get up on stage when i see people playing so to answer your question yes i may be on stage with the band playing i am the tour managing uh i'm gonna be handling all the press and all this uh uh modern you know huckster tammany fall you know it's like one of those petty fogging things that you just try to get uh, as many things as you can done and it used to be be a musician back in my day you get up on stage you play you go home. That's it. Now it's like twenty four seven. You're a musician, man. I yeah. Mean, you're VIP twitching. meet and greets, the whole thing. Yeah. You're, tw you're twitching and you're you're gramming and you're tweeting and you're you know snorting and you're huffing and you're doing all this shit all the damn time, man. What happened to just play a show and go home, man? That ain't it no more. You're twenty four seven musician, you know. So, but uh, yeah. So live, yeah. We hope to do it. <laughs> so speaking of speaking of shows, I, I imagine there's some performances coming down down the pipeline. 
Yes, we've had uh, the band has had some offers. Um, there's been a couple, you know, even back during the pandemic, there was a couple offers before I was around to do uh, some live streams, uh, which would have been cool. Uh, but now that things are back, and you can you can actually get out and play shows again. Um, there are some potential uh, offers coming up. There's uh, the band's got a couple booking agents worldwide and, and states in North America. And so when the right offer comes along, that makes sense. Uh, I think that uh, we'll be able to uh, uh, put it all together. It's just, it's going to require a big, you know, it's going to have to be a big production, yeah. um, you know? And so it, it can't be something where, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect to see the band going and doing, you know, two out of four on some, you know, six week, states north america tour grinding it out you <laughs> second know. of four yeah like two, you know it's going to be something where it's like you know a festival so it's going to match the grandiosity of the characters that are involved in the band you know and yeah, so and step you know i mean step the fucking offers up you know let's get 50 60 70k you know i'm fucking ready to go man and as the tour manager um good luck with getting the um the visas for uh for those guys to get i mean i mean i think at this point all three of them even though donald you know if you're playing north america donald even as a u.s citizen is gonna it's gonna get harder and harder for him soon to travel but the other two getting in here i mean that you've got your work cut out for you well we're gonna go with mastercard we're not gonna use visas uh <laughs> The uh, rate, the the rates are too high. Visa, it's just <laughs> not the way. I mean, American Express maybe, but Mastercard really kind of get, doesn't get a lot of, of credit these days. So we're gonna just try that shit. You know, show up at the border. Hey, have you got your visa? Nope. Mastercard. Well, you know, I, I love it. I love it. I think that's gonna be you're, you're gonna you're gonna you're really you're gonna kill it as a tour manager. <laughs> Thanks, uh, man. President Lincoln, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Um, please extend my um, my uh, my my you know well wishes to the the other three guys. Again, great to see that I might not agree with any of them politically, but when they get together musically, there is a really positive thing that happens. It's called Nuclear Power Trio. Can't wait for people to hear the record. And uh, and uh, thank you so. I mean, it's just it's good to see you up and at them. I mean, the last thank time you. I saw you, you were sitting in that big chair when I went to visit Washington. That's the right. Fact that, I mean, it's great that you that you are are back. It feels good. You know, I still feel a little fucking dead inside, but I think we all do. You know, and so I think that that's okay. And uh, we just do our best to enjoy things. And I, I appreciate the opportunity to come and speak with you. Um, I, I, I see you got the Terminator stuff in the background. Is that? Uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the T one thousand. Did you get a chance to see that when you got back? Yes, big fan of T uh, two. I liked. I mean, I think that that was the pinnacle of the series uh, mm -hmm. for sure. I think that. Uh, all the reboots i mean the one with uh what was it uh not genesis the one where it was kind dark of like, fate yeah dark fate it, it was, was kind of a return to it was a return to to to, to form but but people but nothing, just weren't yeah nothing nothing can top t2 i mean no. i mean that was the peak of edward furlong as well you know yeah. i mean brain scan was a good movie i don't know if you saw brain scan <laughs> I, I own brain scan yes great great flick i mean and especially with the primus you know that that creature that creature guy loving the primus i thought that was great yeah, yeah. but that was it that was the peak of edward furlong was t2 you know it just he did not uh did not as age as well as i did but i got shot <laughs> i gotta so I tell you you got a lot you got something over him i mean <laughs> uh thank you so that's much great. for taking the time a uh, new record comes out at the end of july and uh and continued success and and you know steer these guys in the right way because it looks like you can whip them into shape Thank you so much, man. Have a great day, man. You take care, all right? Are you better now? No. <laughs>
Their music filled me with, reminded me of my passionate rage for those who keep cell phones on. Now, the interview was great. Okay, the funny thing about that interview is that, like, when it begins, I'm like, oh, God, is this going to be 20 minutes of, like, this in-character stuff? And then after about two, three minutes in, you're like, wait a second, this is amazing. Yeah. This person's amazing at it. Yeah. And I'm at a wonder, I'm experiencing something wonderful. Yeah, no, it really it really <laughs> was special. And uh, I, I, I tell you, man, the album is fun, and it's called Wet Ass Plutonium. I think they're <laughs> I think they're they're doing a play on on, on a uh, Cardi B. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the album's called Wet Ass Plutonium. It's available now. Uh, I really enjoy this record. I enjoy the music. I enjoy the shtick. I enjoy everything. And I hope we get to see them live. And I hope they tour. So um, check out Nuclear Power Trio's album Wet Ass Plutonium. And thank you to whoever joined us. Right now, I'm just going to say thank you to Mr. Lincoln for uh, for yeah. you know for exhuming himself and joining us on the podcast. Pretty pretty special um ryan oh yeah next week uh we're gonna be talking about something you did yeah very cool too uh yeah yeah if you want to in the meantime before we talk about it if you want to see something hilariously violent happen to me you could see it on a movie on netflix called to catch a killer i want to talk more about that the next time we're here we uh we got a lot of great stuff coming up uh we've got some great stuff that's in the pipeline i believe we're going to be talking to cannibal corpse in the near future uh, I believe yeah. we're going to be talking to Danko Jones, and uh, and uh, I believe we're going to be talking to um, a, a queen of Canadian rock very soon. Yeah, Sash Jordan. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing small about that. That's pretty monumental, especially considering this is a Rockman Power Hour, and we both grew up in uh, the Montreal music scene, and uh, she was a pioneer in the Montreal music scene. Definitely, sure. you couldn't turn on Montreal radio without hearing Sass Jordan, so it's uh, really, really cool to be able to catch up with her. So all that great stuff coming up in the next few weeks. Thank you for joining us on the Rockman Power Hour. We really, really appreciate you. Uh, big thanks to Heartbeat Hot Sauce, the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour. Use our promo code right down there, Rockman20, and they'll get you 20% off your entire order. Thank you to Studio House Designs, a great t-shirt company out of Philadelphia that we love to support. Uh, thank you to AKG. And uh, thank you to my producer, Julia Kajerski, our producer, Julia Kajerski, uh, my co-host, Ryan Stick, and all of you for joining us on this journey. Make sure that you um, share this episode, like, subscribe, hit the alert button, do all that fun stuff. And that way you will not miss anything that comes out because every once in a while, we might drop something on you out of the blue and you'll be like, hey, I didn't know that came out. Well, you would have if you were subscribed yeah. and if you had an alert button hit. So hit all that stuff. Thank you for supporting us. We really appreciate you. And until next week, we'll see you on the Rockman Power Hour. Hey, thanks so much for supporting the Rockman Power Hour. We're almost two years strong and we absolutely couldn't do this without your support. So make sure you click on one of these links to find our entire playlist of episodes. And if you haven't subscribed yet, right over there. Hit it and you won't miss anything.